Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, it is time again for The Witcher Lorecast, the show that brings you all of the information you need in order to become a witcher in your own town. I don't recommend doing that, but if you wanted to, you can go to Poland and get the training to do that. Because there's a school where you can learn how to do that, and uh, we're going to go with you. So let us know when you're going. We're going to book our flights. We've already taken our COVID tests. We're, we're clear to go. Just let us know. Me and Toasty are going with you. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my wonderful, all-knowing, all-wise wizard of a knowledgeable man, Toasty, my co-host. What's up, Toasty? You lost me. Uh, the... I mean, you're the you're the you're the expert. You're the Witcher expert. You're like a <sighs> you're like a wizard who's spent his life in a tower studying books about the, the Witchers. So eight books. I've studied eight yes. books in my entire wizard lifetime. Yep. Over okay. and over again. Yep. All right. Well. All right then. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my legacy. I sound really impressive. You're very you're very impressive. Uh, yeah, you just need to keep growing that beard out some more. Just keep growing it out real long. You gotta get the long is, hair. This is it. hard enough as is. Keep, take keep it time. going. Keep it going. But welcome yeah. back, everybody. Um, we're gonna be doing this podcast, and by the end of it, his beard will be a little bit longer. This is the episode where we're gonna be covering the second episode of season two, and we've decided to change it up a little bit because so see now we're talking we're like you know what we've been doing these impression episodes and then the breakdown episodes for season two and we're like you know there's eight episodes that would be like 16 total episodes for each of the show episodes to do two of each that means that like by the time we get through it we'd be like in i don't know may or something you add on the patron episodes that's a long time to be talking about season two because we're definitely going to want to get back into some of the lore episodes talking about some of the other stuff that's going on so we're going to do our best to smush everything together. In the first half of, half of this episode, we're going to do a recap of season two, episode two. In the second half, we're going to go over our impressions, talk about the things that we liked, the things that we didn't like so much, and give you a kind of a, you know, our thoughts on the episode. The same way that we would have done in two episodes, we're going to try and smush it together in one so that we can get through season two in order to get back to some more of the lore episodes, because that stuff's awesome as well. And, you know, before long, I'm sure we're going to have some other show episodes to talk about. So, got to keep the train on the tracks. Got to keep it moving. Got to keep that witcher train choo-choo-chewing. Right, right, Toasty? My witcher wizard friend? Witcher wizard friend? I, I, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that I don't, this isn't like ruining... Because you started like kind of freeze-framing there for me, and I'm like, I really hope my internet's not doing anything i think funky. we're still good let us know if you're on the live stream oh by the way this is monday night we are streaming live as we do every monday night on the robots radio youtube channel twitch channel facebook's page everywhere you can come check us out and by the way we've got some of our welcome live viewers if we start messing up because sometimes the internet gets weird let us know and we'll fix it but um toasty why don't we kick this off why don't we uh why don't we start with our recap this is episode two we're Finally moving on with kind of the main uh, we're past kind of the short story section of the season because that was just the one episode. Right. And now Mm -hmm. we're into blood of the elves. Right. Blood of elves. Boom. This is the meat and potatoes. Dun dun. Boom. Here we go. All right. So to to make this easier, we're just going to go ahead and split the storylines. Uh just so that we're not hopping back and forth. We'll stick to, we'll start with the, uh, the storyline of the sorceresses, Unifer, Frangilla and Francesca. Um, so, uh, we start Yin's having a weird dream where she's living a happy farmer life with Geralt and she's pregnant with a baby. Um, which of course that's never going to happen. So weird. Um, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> So we're, yeah, it's Jennifer pregnant. Impossible. Can't do it. It's not possible. So she's got no more baby making bits. Yeah. She wakes up uh, with her 
second fuck from waking up um <laughs> this season <laughs> every time i thought that was going to be a trend just her waking up and saying fuck every time i was like is that her turn Geralt doesn't say it anymore but she does yeah um yeah. she's she's in the back of like a wagon with frangilla they are handcuffed together they're peeking outside and they're like oh man we're surrounded by a bunch of elves this yeah. is crazy and this is the pickup from the end of the last episode where they get ambushed and we don't know what happens so this mm-hmm. is the, the the media pickup is like oh now they're in the back of a wagon they're coming to they look pretty messed up who captured them oh it's the elves it's the elves so uh they finally come to a stop we see that uh, one of the elves is philavandrel um so who we met in season cool. one who we met in season one briefly yeah. mm-hmm. or if you and if you've watched uh nightmare of the wolf he was in that too so right very very popular elf here um so they get taken uh in front of francesca who's uh not dealing with frangilla she's like you know what shut up go to sleep (laughs) i don't want to listen for you right now um and yennefer tries to get kind of pity from being an elf as well and francesca's like yeah you may have the blood of an elf ah funny funny what i did there blood um Uh but she uh she's basically like you don't actually celebrate any of our culture at all you don't do our prayers you don't do any of the stuff we do you're not an elf you're human um so dang shots fired so they're taken um they're kind of imprisoned for a while and Jennifer realizes they're all kind of having this like same dream thing. Francesca mentioned having a dream about a white robe figure. Frangilla's dreaming about a black robe figure and Jennifer is dreaming about a red robe figure. Mm-hmm. Um, which, all too similar to be coincidental. Yeah. And Frangilla even states that shared dreams are powerful omens. So they basically try to get uh, Phil Evangel they're convinced full of Andrew that they, he should, you know, let him out of their chains so that they could talk to Francesca about, you know, what this dream means. Right. Um, and at this point to, to jump in, it's very clear that Phil of Andrew is no longer the dude in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Uh, Francesca's taken over because Phil of Andrew failed to, I guess, hold up what the elves wanted him to do. And so they turned to Francesca, um, but he's still pretty high up there. Like he's like second in charge, really. So it's not right. like he like right. fell completely to the bottom. Right now, so, when when we got to this episode, the, like my expectation was, you know, oh, he's probably actually in charge here. Why does he seem to be so submissive in the situation? Like, what's the what's the actual deal? And it it comes to light later. It, it's explained more explicitly exactly what you what you said in that like nope he's no longer the 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 dude in charge it's more complicated than that so uh but they're at this ancient elven ruin um and basically yennefer and and jelly get summoned inside the ruin um we get to see kind of like little you know, kind of like cave painting, essentially representations of the conjunction of the spheres. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Francesca is asking them about to tell her about their dreams because Phil Evangel went and told her, you know, about it. So they go into this room. There's this incantate or yeah, incantation inscription. I'm using the wrong word uh, on <laughs> right. a pillar uh, they kind of uncover it, read it. Uh, it opens up this passageway into this dark, spooky forest, which is odd because normally there aren't forests under ruins. Yeah. But apparently there is here. Right. <laughs> right. So they make their way in there. Um, they're traveling around in this forest. They come across this hut that has no door. Um, and uh, Francesca says the, the, inscription uh to you know turn away from the forest hut hut turn your front to me or turn your back to the forest hut hut turn your front to me hut hut uh and the house the hut stands and turns towards them and they are next thing we see from them because it cuts away when it comes to back they're inside the hut and they're all having this like same but also different 
uh, vision thing going on. So it's it's obvious by the way that they did the kind of the um, the effects of them. So they're kind of like glitching in and out spiritually, and we see that it is the same uh, that they're all there present for everyone, but each person is seeing a different specific vision. Mm-hmm that they're seeing. So Francesca is seeing the vision of Ithilene, who is uh, kind of their, I guess uh, I would say like Messiah um, of like the elves um, and is being told about how she needs to ally with Nilfgaard. If she expects the elven race to actually survive this or else they're just going to die out. And we find out that she is pregnant with a pure elven child but she's been pregnant before and every time they never come to term. Uh, so she's worried. And this, this vision of Ithilene is telling her this is, this is what you need to do. And this, this child will be born. Uh, Frangilla is seeing a vision of Emir, uh, full armored, mm-hmm. um, even got a helmet on no totally, no you know, right. Very interesting decision there. Um, to not show us a face. Hmm. Uh, but basically Amir is telling her like, you know, we, we need something else to add to our forces for this war in order to win it. What better than to have like, you know, these people who live here who aren't fond of the Northern kingdoms and know the terrain, right. Basically telling her that she needs, they need to ally with the elves in order to win the war. So those visions are kind of telling each other the same thing. Unifers is a completely different thing going on right now. We get, she's seeing a vision of what I would probably assume is a younger Tessaya. Yeah. I think she kind of looks like to start to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a child and it's, it's not a hundred percent clear who or what it represents. Yeah. But I kind of, I think she looks kind of similar. They're usually pretty good at picking people who look similar to like, other people so like because like pavetta looked really really a lot like siri um mm-hmm. they kind of matched that up and so i don't know and in this this vision of this girl is telling Jennifer, like calling her piglet and remember this lesson and stuff right so it kind of adds into that um but basically we find out from that that Jennifer. Uh, because of the intense fire magic that she used the cost was the fact that she can't use chaos anymore at all her magic is gone um so we get to see her kind of repeating the lesson with the flower and the stone trying to lift the stone she can't do it anymore yeah yeah so she's she's powerless she's done so they come out of those you know strange visions with each person with kind of their revelation or goal that they need to accomplish uh frangilla or yennefer awakes in the forest uh comes sees frangilla frangilla tells her about you know the deal that her and francesca made that they're going to ally together um in order to win this war and yennefer is kind of left by herself no powers she's running through the rain trying to summon a portal but she just can't because she has no magic um and it's kind of a really like sad devastating into the episode for her so right right now i think what's even more powerful about this situation is that you you, i mean powerful is probably the right word you have three very powerful sorceresses and uh, yen in this situation has lost her chaos but they're all very capable they're all very shrewd they're uh, and and have been powerful or currently very powerful when it comes to chaos and, and their abilities in in these moments and yet the thing that they're dealing with is like head and shoulders beyond them and their Mm -hmm. abilities. Like it is whatever this is in this moment, no spoilers yet. This thing is like beyond them. This is not something that they've dealt with before. This is not just like, Oh, some other sorcerer who's just messing with them. This is something that can mess with all three of them at the same time. And potentially even has the ability to remove Yen's ability to harness chaos. If mm-hmm. this is the thing that's actually doing it to her. 
in this situation, yeah. right? Like this is whatever this is, it is it is bad news bears or, you know, like this is this is powerful. So like th- I, I think that this scene does a lot to really show us the the seriousness of the situation, because mm-hmm. if this was just like, you know, three soldiers seeing this imagery, we'd have, we could be like, OK, maybe it's some powerful sorcerer who knows. Right. Maybe they have the ability to do this kind of thing. Who knows? But the fact that it's these three that are dealing with this and they they don't know what's going on and they feel like in some ways they're going along with it and they're kind of being fooled like this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So then uh, next we're going to do we got the Geralt and Siri uh, and the rest of the Witchers part of the this story. So Geralt and Siri they've been traveling and they finally make it to Kermoran. Um they we get we get the whole kind of scenic view of everything of how it finally how it really looks and such and they make their way inside we get to see all of the witchers the very pretty large amount of of witchers yeah so there's a bunch Uh, of them this is this is where another place where it diverges from the books whereas you would have normally had what like four there's uh, like a dozen yeah so basically greetings we get to see kind of the dynamic of what the witches look like how they're kind of like brothers you know they're greeting each other hugging happy to see each other um a bunch of them are kind of like why the hell do you have a little girl with you this is weird <laughs> right, um, right who's she what are you doing <laughs> who's she but it doesn't take long for them to kind of just let her join in with the stuff we get a we get story time with lambert where he's telling like a story about a job that he had. Um, it's really silly tale when uh, Eskel shows up um, and reveals that, or he has like the hand of a leshy and kind of like this bundle. And everyone's really surprised because leshies are really rare to come across. And, you know, he, talks about how he got injured by one uh and he fought it for a really long time he gets needled a bit because he seemed pretty incompetent they were like you know you could just fire through the heart dude but it took you six hours mm-hmm. you still didn't kill it what, what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah so yeah. The, he's getting he's getting needled a bit um and then there's we get to see talks between you know siri and Geralt's or Geralt's kind of looking into this leshy hand talking about uh, basically he wants her to kind of do what he says, but you know, she's still rebellious teen slash. I don't know if I fully trust you yet. So, right. uh, and she kind of wants to learn, she wants to train and he's still kind of on that, that thought process of, no, I'm going to protect you. Like you don't need to protect yourself. I'll protect you. Right. Um, right. So they're having a bit of a clash there. Uh, then they go out. Eskel's invited a bunch of uh, prostitutes into the keep, which is just weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's having a good time with their, their prostitutes, uh, you know, getting it on or whatever. Uh, Eskel's in a foul mood, probably because of his injury. Geralt has a little bit of a confrontation with them, telling him, like, we shouldn't, like, one, why the hell are they here? This should not, this isn't how we do things. They should not be here. And then uh, Eskel's very grumpy. Geralt puts him in, like, a head, head hold and is like, go, go to sleep. Like you, yeah, you need, you need to go to sleep. And so he leaves, you know, and we see him kind of go into the, the lab area or some kind of area, uh, and really bad sex dialogue lines are exchanged (laughs) here. Um, right. Right. Really cringy ones. And we see this like weird branch coming out of the back of his shoulder where his leshy wound is. Mm -hmm. So we're like, Oh no. That's not good. Um, <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> uh, Sorry, buddy. And then medallions go crazy. Or we, we get a, we get, sorry, Siri and Vesemir talk to each other. Um, and Vesemir kind of gives a little bit of a, you know, 
it's it's kind of an exposition thing with what's related to the yin frangilla and francesca when it comes to the deathless mother mm-hmm. um and then also we get that nod to nightmare of the wolf where he's talking about deglin um the guy it's a who cool trained scene. him it's a cool scene yeah because they kind of connect it's it's connective tissue point right where mm-hmm. where he's able to say like hey this is this is kind of a play how all of this stuff fits together a little bit um which uh, connects back to the last episode in a way too the whole the story that was told to her by uh by Borgai. what was his whatever his name is uh Novellen. Novellen. i'm so bad at names um yeah but it, it kind of connects all these things together and also f- forwards the main plot line of this of the season in a way that kind of connects this stuff so yeah which it's it, like like it's I think I said last episode was kind of like they're giving us exposition without making it just purely exposition mm-hmm. where they're still dealing with like, cause I mean, he's telling her these things, but he's also talking to her about, you know, kind of, you know, how Geralt is and how she should kind of react with that situation. Right. And showing so, her around the keep and being like, hey, check out this cool thing and look at this and like Yeah, where we, and, and we it would find out sense. information without yeah. it being like right. you know, driving into our skulls. <laughs> right, right. And it would and, so, and it would make sense too because he's uh, he's proud of what he's been able to hold together at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy who's held this place together. He's he is the keeper of their history and the room they're in hold some of that history some of the artifacts and the old items and things so it would Mm -hmm. make sense for him as part of him welcoming her into his place to proudly share some of that history that would Mm -hmm. totally fits the character like this is one of the points um there are some moments where vesemir in in my opinion later on in the in the season breaks from what I would expect from him as a character, but this is mm-hmm. not one of them. This is one of the points where I where I felt like, oh no, this is cool. This is this is exactly what Vesemir would do. So I, mm-hmm. I felt like this really fit. So uh, then all the medallions in the keep start like buzzing. Like the whole the 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 medallion tree is like shaking because of all of them are going off, all of their own personal ones. So everyone knows something's going on. Um, so all the the witchers kind of you know hide away all of the civilians and then kind of get to work, some guarding the 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 women and whatnot, other ones kind of going in. Uh, Geralt's first instinct is to guard Siri, but Vesemir is like, look, you're the best of us. You need to like, go <laughs> yeah. and find, go do what you're good at. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he's goes on and he's, um, he ends up getting to the room that he was in finds, uh, as essentially, uh, uh has now been turned into a Leshy for the most part. He's got, tree limbs and he's like crawling from the ceiling with his like tree roots and things. Um, so Geralt gets in a fight with him. It's kind of clear that Eskul's like pushing back a little bit, but for the most part, he's not able to control the, the, his, uh, you know, his need to, I guess, attack Geralt's Vesemir shows up. They fight him together. Uh, they do, use a bunch of hooks to kind of hook him down because they're going to try to like cure him of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he's able to get some like tree roots around Vesemir's throat and is choking the life out of him. And Geralt has to make the decision whether he lets Vesemir die or let, or he kills Eskul here and he decides to kill Eskul. Um, yeah, which, We'll talk about that in the second half. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely something to touch on. So, uh, of course, it's a really hard decision for him to make. You get to see him contemplating that. Um, I I can definitely understand whether killing your brother or letting your father die. Definitely a tough decision to be made because that's essentially what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And basically, Geralt, because of this situation, figures out that he can't just protect Siri. He has to teach her to protect herself. 
So the thing that she wanted to do, he's finally kind of come to realize that. And we end off the episode with this really cool scene where he's starting to kind of walk her through sword uh, mm-hmm. maneuvers um, and yeah. they're doing it together. And oh, another, powerful scene. another, uh, another episode ending with a really strong father daughter kind of moment. You know, mm-hmm. the last one ended with them kind of having this heart to heart conversation and this one ending with them coming back together after tragic situation and, and him going, you know, like getting through the, the, the disappointment of having to, you know, put down his brother you know is found family kind of brother and mm-hmm. and taking her and saying okay let's do it and then it's right then starting with the training because that's what he needs to do and um and that's one of the cool things about Geralt is that he just you know he just goes on and does what he needs to do even when he's heartbroken and it's it's one of the cool things about his character but yeah um so that's the recap um now you might feel like hey you guys kind of normally talk a little bit more through the recap but that's what the second half of the episode's for because we're going to go back through and share some of our thoughts about the episode and dig a little bit further into the discussion portion so we're going to be talking about some of our specifics we're digging into a little bit more of the details and some of the things we liked and didn't like so much about this episode so stay tuned for that but right now we have to take a moment to thank our patrons. So we'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. So here we are in the middle of the show, and we have a brand new patron to welcome to, we should call it Kara Morhen, a new witcher to welcome to Kara Morhen. <laughs> so, Fair enough. So, I mean, they're all monsters on our Patreon. We have another monster to welcome to the Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, welcome, uh, Scylla to the patreon you are our newest patron and thank you for signing up and that means that you that you are number 11 we have 11 patrons now so thank you to everybody and um man this is exciting guys uh, if you've if we've done anything to help you get through work days your workouts your commutes you're kicking people out of your home because they've stayed way too long because haven't they realized this is already the second week of january and they need to go home it's no longer holidays get out of the house and while you're doing that, listen to our podcast. Um, but then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast where you can check out all the different tiers and ways that you can help support the show because it helps Toasty and I keep doing the show because this is a this is a side thing for Toasty. Toasty works his regular job, but this also helps pay the bills for him. And this is part of what I do for a living. I do this show among and many other shows and also run the network. So because of you guys, we are able to make this a priority. So thank you so much for all of our patrons and everybody who listens. Um, also, check this out. We've got, uh, let's see, two new reviews. Yes, two new, I believe. We have one from uh, Bitsy K in the US who wrote in and said, uh, and this is on Apple Podcasts, by the way, who wrote, great podcast, five stars. Just started listening yesterday and really love, number one, the background lore, and number two, the reviewing of the episodes. I just watched season one for the second time around and saw so much I'd missed the first round. I'm rewatching season two, and this podcast adds so much to the experience. Thanks, guys. Well, you're welcome, Bitsy K. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review and give us five stars. And um, that's just awesome that when when people can get so much more out of it because we were able to, you know, give them some more info and enjoying more with this stuff is always, I don't know. That just makes me feel good, you know? Like, oh, yes, more, more lore, more enjoyment. <laughs> I love when I watch something like multiple times and I feel like I get more out of it the next time. That's so cool. Um, then we have one from Sweetwater2219 in the US who, this one's quick and easy, wrote, love it. Five stars just started. So I'm catching up on all the older stuff. I love the context and the discussions. You guys rock. Burn, butcher, burn. <laughs> So thank you, Sweetwater. And um, just a reminder, if anybody wants to uh, take the time to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, then we will... Tozi, are you raising your hand? Or are you just saying... I see another one. I see a third one. Did we not read that one yet? See, I see a third one. Nano325. What? Where is this one? 
I can read it. I can see it. If, oh, if, if, it must not. It, it must not show up on the uh, the the one I used in order to see this. Go ahead and read oh, that one out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can read it. Yeah. yeah, yeah so we it. got one uh, from Nano three two five. Absolutely fantastic. Five stars. Fantastic is all capitalized. By the way. Wow. Uh, there's no better thing than listening to someone talk about something that you love and they love it just as much and more. More than enthusiastic the entire time. Takes time to go through as much details as possible and so much more. So pretty simple and sweet there. So thank you, Nano325 as well. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, so as I was saying, if you take the time to leave a rating and a review, put some words in there and it's five stars, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. And a reminder that Spotify is starting to catch up with Apple Podcasts, and in some ways they've surpassed them. Most of our listeners listen on Spotify. And if that's one of you and you have the app, you can scroll up to the top of the app, um, you know, when you have the list of all the episodes and you go to the top where you see the name of the podcast and the description. And just underneath that on the top left, there's a little button there with a number of stars and you can rate us. And if you give us a five star rating, we would super duper appreciate it because that's going to help it recommend us to other people who might be looking for a Witcher podcast to listen to. So we'd really appreciate those ratings. And thank you to everyone who's already taken the time to do that as well. There's a number of you guys who have already rated us on there. So thank you to all of you guys for, for that. Um, but also one last time, thank you to our patrons. You guys are amazing. All 11 of you. Thank you so very much. All right, let's get on with the rest of the show because we've got some things to discuss. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. So, Toasty, this episode covered a few different things. We've got the introduction <coughs> of... Uh, what is kind of the big bad of the season, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then we have mm -hmm. also the introduction of the the other Witchers. We have mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. uh, you know the Witcher family. We have Geralt's family. We have Care Morhen. We have um, some key characters, and we have a lot of things that happened in ways that a lot of people were not expecting. The people who are familiar with the books were probably in some ways thrown off guard by some of this stuff. And I know that for a fact because I've been reading the forums and things that some people were like, wait a minute, why did they do this or why did they do that? So I want to address mm -hmm. some of that, but let's let's get into it piece by piece here. Let's first let's let's go back to the the first section where we're talking about the uh, sorceresses and the visions and Baba Yaga. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious, Tom, but mm -hmm. did you did you pick up on that? Whenever mm -hmm. you first saw this episode. Yeah. 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 I caught that. Yeah. I think, um, so, and obviously I think, uh, I think because of this season of eventually we're going to have to, we're going to have to do an entirely different episode just on Baba Yaga at this point. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So basically well, got... for people that aren't familiar, Baba Yaga is kind of like a, I think what is it like a Russian um mm. it's uh, eastern it's eastern european russian yeah, eastern Rus russian european, and eastern european i, I believe yeah. yeah eastern european um like witch uh evil, sort of figure spirit, mythological figure witchy, uh, demonic um, kind of spirit yeah. yeah and her one of her biggest like identifying features is that she is depicted as having chicken feet but she also lives in a house that walks on chicken feet right um which this hut just kind of stands up with chicken feet and turns. And that was like the big thing for me that was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is, this is basically Baba Yaga. Yes. Like they, they yes. refer to her as the deathless mother. So they have kind of a different name for stuff. Um, but, but I, I guarantee that this is like, they pulled a lot of, inspiration from baba yaga to use for the deathless mother right i'm sure so. a lot of people saw this episode and they saw the, the the house stand up on those weird legs and they were like what is this this is getting super weird what are they mm -hmm. even doing here that's what they're doing they're making references to actual like mythology <laughs> like mm -hmm. actual like lore real world lore and and connecting it into into the witcher um so that that's going on with that. And then you also have the 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 visions that they're having and these the glitching of the visions 
And you even have the old woman kind of figure glitching in and out of some of those visions. Did you catch that, Toasty? Yeah, so you definitely see that and it's it's very um yeah, it's like they're flashing in between images, um, which you can see kind of like the thing that got me like kind of reminded me of it because as they like you saw the regular figure and then you saw all the other figures but they weren't like just the other figures flashing between the other the other ones that weren't being prominently displayed to the person kind of showed up kind of like uh lord of the rings fellowship of the ring whenever they're fighting the the noon wraiths or not the new race. I'm using Witcher term. The fighting the wraiths, the ring wraith, in like right. that round place, and uh-huh. Frodo puts the ring on, and he sees kind of like the ghostly, the negative versions ghost of version. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the visual effect I saw from it. I was like, okay, that looks a lot like those. Um, but you're seeing like the images of that, and then you're seeing like this other thing, which we see at the end of Yennefer's vision where she turns from the young to I'm just going to call her young to because sure. I'm pretty sure that's what that is yeah. into this old lady who, mm-hmm. by the way, also just kind of looks like an old Siri. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's some weird connections there, but yeah, that's like um, the way that they casted things. There's definitely some very like similar, some similarities between appearances for things. It's like, which could play into the intentions there because Uh, and why don't we just why don't we just dig into it because i'm sure everyone's watched the whole season by this point spoiler alert and if you don't want spoilers for the last episode of this of this season right now just skip ahead like 30 seconds yeah we're we're definitely in spoiler territory we're in spoiler territory right now so So turn off go watch the rest of the season season. so skip ahead 30 seconds here you go and in season in episode eight when siri is when baba yaga possesses siri that's i think what we're seeing there is the intentionality of baba yaga in siri and siri becoming baba yaga the the combining of the two and so you would Mm -hmm. end up with an old siri that's been you know corrupted and aged by this evil spirit so there there might be some casting in in there that and, and that's cool you know like you get you get these echoes of some of the intentionality i think that's a really really cool thing so i i think all of that was actually very cool it was it was vague enough to be like what is going on here it is a little hard to fault like you definitely right. feel like you definitely need to watch this at least this part like if you're not someone that's going to go back and and watch a whole entire episode again like you, at least this part you probably have to watch a couple of times to kind of pick up on everything that they're throwing at you i know i definitely had to so right right so there's yeah there's but the vagueness in the mystery is good it's not too on the nose and there's definitely alluding to the fact that whatever this malevolent spirit which thing is it thrives on the suffering of other people and not just like short-term suffering like long-term big suffering like the suffering of masses of people and the the like the the terrible suffering of yennefer over like the rest of her life like it's not going to let her off easy like these mm-hmm. kinds of things um and and that is that is a big thing that this like this is a malevolent spirit that is just absolutely absorbing all of that negativity so and, you know what i thought this was hmm. so i definitely made a wrong guess whenever i first watched this um which when i first watched this i realized like because i also kind of fell asleep in it because i was watching like immediately after i got off work i was very tired and my couch is very comfortable um <laughs> but uh I thought that this was like the manifestation of fire. So in, hmm. in the books, there is a part where Siri kind of plays with fire magic after she's been told not to play with fire magic. She does it anyways, because she can't access any of the other elements. Uh, all she has is fire and she like needs something at that moment and like fire talks back to her Hmm. like it communicates with her so i thought that this was maybe like the spirit of fire or something because like she lost her magic 
because she used like fire consumes things. So fire consumed her magic. And it was wow. just like tantalizing her. Like I have, or, or use me again or something like trying to like corrupt her mm-hmm. idea of magic or something. The personification. Completely wrong. Of magic. Just, you right. know, Baba Yaga trying to corrupt her, which yeah. is fine too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. But yeah. So for that part of it, I thought, I thought for the most part it was good. Like it was, it was interesting. Um, we were kind of left with Yennefer running through the woods, trying to cast portals and things like that. But no, no significant plot holes that I really felt were issues. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the acting was good. The cinematography was interesting. The going to the temple and these like ancient inscriptions in the temple and these like the elves desperately trying to latch onto anything that's going to give them a sense of relevancy and hope for the future. Like all of that played really well at least up until this point in the story mm-hmm. i think all of that was good um so mm-hmm. then we've got the then we got the witchers um the big the big rub here for a lot of people was why they why they do eskel so dirty <laughs> why was he why was he such a jerk and why did they why did they do him so dirty and um yeah you know and and the, the response on the internet has been like ah oh, that sucks why they just have to kill him he like he doesn't die in the books for anybody who's wondering um and the showrunner she she addressed it and she's like well we want to throw some curveballs we want we don't want everybody to know what's going to happen and so we thought it would make sense to to if if one of the characters had to die that we would throw this in and and another spoiler there are there isn't any you know weird mutant leshin that shows up or leshy you know that turns a, a witcher into a leshy that doesn't happen in the books um but they wanted to they wanted to do some things they wanted to show that like Kaer Morin is not impregnable like these th- bad things can happen to the witchers um they're gonna have to be very careful with taking care of Siri and the the witchers themselves can bad things can happen to them like they, they're they, they go, they're gonna have to watch out right um but the response that I saw to that response was also generally negative people were like yeah but you didn't actually build up any love for him either before you offed him Right. Like from the beginning, he shows up and he's kind of a jerk, which yeah. do- doesn't do him any any favors. Like, why? Why not have him show up initially? And maybe he's the one who stands up for Siri when the others are, are treating her kind of rough. And then next thing he disappears to go off on a hunt and he comes back and now he's acting like a jerk because he's been stabbed by Leshy. And then he goes through everything. So at least we feel bad for him when he dies. Like the show didn't do that, which would have been kind of a nice, you know, hey, at least they built that in, you know, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's just Eskel's just not like that at all. In yeah. Yeah. Any other representation of him. So like the books don't really show too much about the other witches or whatever. Like we got a little bit. I mean, Lambert's um, more of a jerk in general than. Escalate. Yeah, Lambert's the jerk, um, which I think, as far as like his jerk level, was pretty decent for the season. Like, I think he was like kind of yeah. where he was supposed to be. He's kind of a, um, a dim-witted kind of jerky kind of dude, and there's multiple yeah. times in the season where he has to apologize, and he's like, "What? I was just joking," you know, and like, and they all kind of look at him like Lambert. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so like one, just like his ad- Eskel's attitude just isn't what he's portrayed as as in anything um that that like shows him um and then yeah they definitely don't they don't help you like him at all yeah uh and i was kind of so like whenever they kill him and of of course you know i wasn't expecting it but whenever they did it i was kind of like all right yeah i don't I don't feel like I'm fine with this. I kind of want him to die because right because he shows up. He shows up as a jerk, and I think I I think it would have played better. And okay, so here's here's my whole theory on the thing, is and and this goes back to let me take a step back and let's zoom out a little bit. When it comes to traditional TV shows, a traditional TV show on a network makes more money with more episodes because they get to run more ads. Mm-hmm. Because when uh, CSI has 24 episodes in a season, that means that they've got 24 episodes they can run ads for. 
and they can run a lot of ads across 24 episodes. But when Netflix makes a show or HBO or Hulu, whoever makes a show, they make money from subscriptions, not Mm -hmm. necessarily from ads. So it benefits them to actually make less episodes. So if they're going to put several million dollars into doing a show like The Witcher, then if they have the option of doing a 10 episode season or an eight episode season, they're always going to side with the less number of episodes in a season because it saves them money. They make more money per episode because it doesn't matter if you find out that the, the, the season is only eight episodes rather than 10. You're still subscribing because you're going to still want to watch The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Just because there's two less episodes doesn't mean you're not going to watch, right? So th- that means that the showrunners and the writers have to fit in as much as they possibly can into the story, into as many episodes as the the money makers, the, the people running the money are going to give them. And they're, they're going to do everything they can to negotiate as much as they can to get the number of episodes they think they need. But at the well, end of the fair, day, this is basically a 10 episode season. Like it is eight episodes, but normally when we're looking at like a show, we're looking at about 45 minutes because of like whenever they run it on TV yeah. with ad yeah. with commercials and right. stuff, it comes out to the, it sits in that hour right. window. And, and the, and the All of these episodes sure. were an hour or like a little bit over an hour. So you're still getting, you're getting like an extra 15 minutes right. on every single episode. But regardless, so of, regardless of how the math actually works, you still only get X amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. So if the showrunners and the writers say, Hey, we need, 12 and the money people say i can give you eight <laughs> and they can negotiate 10 then that means that the writers still didn't get as much as they were planning to get it's kind of like uh lord of the rings when lord of the rings was originally going to be made into movies they want the the people with the money wanted to do it in two films like they mm-hmm. almost released the lord of the rings in two films and then they were uh, able they were able to actually get it and they, they were smart they actually leaked the script Peter Jackson leaked the script onto a popular website at the time in like 1998 or something like this. And it got so much pushback from the public that they were able to convince the the um, the publisher, whoever it was, that it needed to be three three movies because the, the public hell would have, the extended versions would have worked with yeah the extended versions never would have worked <laughs> but they, but they you're knew sitting up like three hours of a movie right. so by the time they actually got into the production of the movie they were able to do what they needed to do because they had the budget to do it because they because they negotiated well but when it comes to something like the witcher my theory is part many of the problems we got in this season are due to the season being shorter than the writers would have liked and so they had to squish stuff in so when it comes to a story like Eskel's story Whereas we, we, if we imagine if we had an extra episode where we would have gotten to meet the witchers, we would have gotten to meet Eskel. Eskel was nice dude. He was somebody that we would have bonded with. We would have gotten to know him. He leaves on a journey. He comes back and he's totally different for some reason. We don't know why. And it's because there's a thing inside him that's corrupting him and it's turned him into a total jerk, which would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. That's why he's acting like a jerk. That's why he's bringing you know, prostitutes to the, to the place. Like, why would he even do that? That doesn't make sense. It's not his character like that. It would make sense if we, if we're missing an episode, a lot of this stuff makes sense as well. Like if you, if you think about some of the other like holes later on in the series, like, uh, some of the travel that's like just glazed over later on in this, in the series, there's, there's places where like the character's just get on a horse like the, the, the worst the worst one is like i don't know what is it episode seven or eight where like uh yen is yelling at Geralt and they leave like sintra and then they pull into care morin and she's still yelling at him i mean they would have traveled for weeks with her yelling at him by horseback in order to make that distance it doesn't make any sense right and of course that mm-hmm. was just kind of written in that, that was almost like a game of thrones kind of like oof really like th- did they just fly by dragon for that distance and then get back on the horse like what happened um you know like there's no portal there but imagine a story that had been given two extra full episodes to actually fill out everything a little bit more and you could have fixed that stuff a lot more easily um it, it just it it it, what, these problems what do you feel think if they like had like just not enough 
done kind of the reverse because they started to do this but they didn't like stay in it too long or the episode three we get Geralt kind of having flashbacks of Eskel mm-hmm. what if what if they had put that in like what if they had had those in every episode for the rest of the season after that like like, like every episode he he deals with some sort of flashback where he has like a good memory and we get to see the memory and like it's at school as like a genuinely good dude mm-hmm. and like you know or, or some sort of like brother bonding moment with Geralt or something yeah well i think i feel like that needed to happen before we saw negative Eskel. we needed to build a positive version of him first in our minds before that was broken by the negative version of him because we needed to we needed to feel as confused as the rest of the witchers and Geralt in particular to feel like what's going on with him why is he like this in that mm-hmm. moment our first impression of him shouldn't have been well he's just a jerk anyway because that that meant that like anytime we saw him as being nice we would have been like what's with him why is he nice now like our first impression should be the standard and anything after that should break that first impression so it it, it needed to flip the other way um but like these aren't things that writers don't know like that's my that's this is my point is that like people who write shows like the witcher it's not like they don't know these things they mm-hmm. do like they you don't get these kinds of jobs without knowing these things usually when this stuff shows up in a show like this it's because something got cut it's because there was something even more important that needed to fit in that they had to make a call it was like a rock in a hard place um mm-hmm. it's rare that this stuff just gets slips past them or past the editors or past the showrunner and just like they're just like yeah screw it it's fine you know like that's not common it, it, you know it, it's not like they don't want the show to be good <laughs> they do i have a feeling it was just a, a lack of resources or time or most likely episodes so that they like maybe they wrote it around 10 episodes and then they had to shorten it all up i wouldn't be surprised and a lot of times they can't complain about these things because it's in their freaking contract they can't say like well we had a better script but we had to throw it out and i just froze i look awesome oh you're from okay i was wondering i was like I was like, my internet's real weird. Tom's making kissy faces at me. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It's a little odd. Maybe I should just leave my video like this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. It's fixed now. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's my theory on it. And I know I know some people are just gonna be like, no, that's 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 still not good enough. They could have done better. Um, but I don't know. I, I uh, there's a lot of people that work on these things and I think most of them don't they're smart enough and they they know when the product isn't as good as they want it to be and they can't just come out afterwards and say sorry guys we wish you could have done better because they can't they have to stand by it because the, the marketing says they do and that's just kind of how it goes but I hope that the, the pushback publicly means that Maybe, you know, Netflix knows that they got lots of people to watch. They know that there's a lot of people out there who are saying, like, we love The Witcher. We want it to be, you know, we don't want these kinds of problems to show up. You know, maybe they give them a few extra episodes next next season. Or maybe they listen to the writers when the writers say, like, hey, we need a budget in order to make sure that this this happens this way. You know, I mean, we saw how much the budget increased. Yeah. From yeah. season one to season two. Right. Like, and, and it went towards special effects and outfits and location filming and like all sorts of cool stuff. Um, <laughs> but now maybe balance that around writing a little bit more and number of episodes and, you know, redistribute it a little bit mm-hmm. because like people will notice when the budget gets placed in certain ways. Um, so I, I think it's just a balance thing really when it comes down to it that's that's my theory on all that stuff um but i'd love to hear your thoughts on this because i'm not the be all end all opinion on this like maybe there's some some other thoughts on this as well um and just because i feel like eh, they did a scroll kind of crappy in this doesn't mean that i didn't enjoy the episode so and, and this goes back to what i was saying last episode don't take one critique and you know assume that I mean more than that. Right. Like I think, I think and let's, and let's move into that section of this. Like, what do you think about the overall episode? How do you feel about in general? How did this episode, how did it, how did it land for you? I think, uh, 
I think as far as some of uh, like the care more and stuff, I think was kind of the lesser part of the episode um, for me personally. Um, I, I do like seeing the developing relationship between Geralt and Siri, which uh, and then the way the episode ends with them, I think uh, like drives up like as far as scoring goes like an entire point um for me personally um but i think that more of it is to show you the yennefer frangilla francesca side of things like i think the sorceresses have the more impactful because it's moving like the 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 continent is moving forward with things like while the the witchers are going home for the winter and coming to a standstill on the path for themselves at least for a time this is showing like well the rest of the continent is pushing into a very uh, intense kind of situation now because the war is escalating at this point and the elves are now getting entirely roped in with things and we're seeing you know a significant threat we're introduced kind of to the big bad yeah um so overall i enjoyed it um i think it was good uh i don't think it was good as it as episode one personally but i think it's still one of the stronger episodes of the season Hmm. okay uh How'd you feel about the fight sequence with the uh, Eskel Leshy? It was it was cool. I liked seeing kind of some of the, I guess the 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 camera work that they went with on it. I thought was very interesting. Like I can't imagine how difficult that rolling over the table shot could have been. They've to, done that to like manage two or three times in the season. They do one of those but, like he rolls over the table and they roll the camera with him. I can't imagine that's easy at all. I'm sure that takes like so many takes in order to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, roll um, over the table again. All right. Do it again. Yeah. All right. Do it again. <laughs> Two yeah, hours later. So, Guys, uh, can I stop rolling? <laughs> yeah. I think getting, I think the, one of the biggest things about it was getting to see Vesemir and Geralt kind of fight together, like back to back dealing with the threat. And then, you know, how, I think synchronized they are as far as a unit goes, Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen again this season, which kind of sucks. (laughs) At least for here, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Um, there's there's a little bit of it in the finale with them kind of like working together. Yeah. So So there's a little bit. Yeah. But, and then of course the Igni, we get to see kind of the final sign Mm -hmm. usage here because we've seen the other ones. So lighting up the sword. This is the first time we get to see (laughs) that. Yeah, it was a cool use of it rather than just like blasting fire, but like, mm-hmm. which we we still see him kind of do that, but like here where it's like specifically like heating the blade, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, so. the use of signs as tools rather than just for the, the effect of the sign itself is, mm-hmm. is cool. Like it, it would make sense. Like if you've lived with these, I mean, they're tools, like with these magical tools at your disposal for as many years as they have, you'd come with all sorts of creative ways of, you know, making them do things for you. Um, so I think that's really cool. Uh, it's, it was, it wasn't one of my favorite fight scenes. It was okay. It was, it was okay. The Eskaleshi looked okay. Uh, I think it's probably the, we trying to think maybe one of the weakest ones this season, like other than like the people fights, except for like them. I think the Mitchell brothers was better, but like as far as like Daryl just slaughtering a bunch of Nilf guardians was kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I think that some of the people fights are some of the best ones. Um, but the vines like him, like having to deal with vines coming up on him and like that kind of stuff is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, overall, it it was an okay episode seeing them introducing Siri to the witchers, I think is, is interesting and cool. And, and that, that interaction, because it gives you the beginning of like, what's going to happen with that? How are they going to, are they going to accept her? Like all of that beginning of the tension was cool. And then going back to the sorceresses and, and the dynamic between them and some of the set pieces, you know, that the temple, the woods, the creepy, uh, hut, um, and then and then the baba yaga stuff i think some of those scenes were actually really cool um and you know creepy and unique in their own ways 
which mm-hmm. I, I just I love when when the series gets really creepy and dark and mysterious. Um, so that stuff I liked a lot. So overall, we're doing what ten. Leshies? Yeah, we're doing out of ten. Yeah, is that what we're, we're still doing? Leshies? Is that what we're doing? Uh, leshy hands. Leshy that's hands. What that's what it was. Leshy okay. hands. Leshy hands. Which is very fitting for this episode. All right. Uh, um. So what? What? What's your rating for this one, Tom? Uh, I think this one gets like a. I don't know. Overall, it's like a seven. It's like a seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I. I think. Uh, yeah, it's at like seven point five eight for me. Like it's about the same. It's it's specifically for the final kind of scene mm-hmm. between Geralt and Siri. That's like the one that really because it it kind. Of, I think that scene, while important for everyone else, I think is very. I feel like they targeted like the gamers a lot with it because it feels very much like Witcher three, how Geralt's would be with Siri. Like if you were, you know, going for like the good ending. Um, yeah, I I definitely felt that like him no longer trying to like protect and coddle her, but instead letting her like begin that path to like, just helping her learn how to defend herself that one i think it really resonated and that's that's kind of where the high point comes for me yeah i agree i agree the the, the final scene was good mm-hmm. that was good too yeah all right so like seven eight in that range yeah, about that mark yeah sounds good all right so next week we will be back with episode three and until then i would love to hear your impressions of episode two i want to know what you're you're going to rate it and um uh, we haven't had too many people tell us their ratings on the Discord, but I would love to get a, a little string on the Discord going in the Witcher Lorecast channel of just what you guys would rate the episode. So chime in mm-hmm. there. Let us know what your rating. Ben of Tamario in chat says 8 out of 10. This is an 8 yeah, out of 10. Okay. Yeah. About the same yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would love to, I would love to hear differences of opinion, too. Like, if you absolutely love this episode for some reason, or you feel like this was just the worst one in the season, like, let us know. Yeah, I want I want to know what makes you love the show or what made this just not work for you. You know, just let us know. Um, and if you share some stuff in the discord and it really, you know, you've got some really good reasoning in there then we might read it out on a future episode. So let us know your thoughts. Toast, do you have anything else going on you want to share before we go? Uh, just follow us on Twitter at which Lorecast. Um, thanks for all the. Uh, Twitter follows we've been getting recently. Uh, that, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that's, that's cool, guys. That's, I'm really good at, at words. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's about it for me. I don't really got uh, anything going on right now. The, uh, the Avatar podcast, they announced it, so I can actually say it. the Avatar podcast has been put on uh, hold for right now while we kind of wait for you know, the actual like materials to come out, um, which apparently is going to be a while before we see those. So I gotcha. I gotcha. Yep. Indefinite suspension for now. All right. Well, let us know when that kicks back up. Um, Will Jack, do. Jaxus in chat says I'd give it around a seven and villain behind glasses says seven out of 10 Eskels. Eskels. Yeah. And the dogs barking, barking behind me say it's, it's a clear 72, but they don't know how to do math. So because they're I think they mean 7.2 maybe I don't, 70, I don't know I don't know I just, uh, it sounds like 72 when they bark um, okay. but you know dogs don't do math so um, that's fair that's yeah fair. there we go uh, I've got all the stuff I've got going on regularly over on robotsradio.net so if you're into any of the other games in the uh, the realm of uh, role playing things like Fallout Elder Scrolls uh, Mass Effect Cyberpunk all of that stuff uh, in fact we've got the hundredth episode of the cyberpunk lorecast coming up next week and i've got some very very cool guests joining me that'll be on tuesday i gotta wash it but i got my shirt in so oh nice my little china shirt nice nice yeah uh some of our he's one of our patrons Uh, some of our patrons are getting uh shirts designed each around each of the uh the regions of night city so mm-hmm. um so those are cool and uh yeah so that stuff's going on so if you want to check out any other podcasts on the network and then there's also on the new revised website that 
came out a few weeks ago, there's a live stream section that has a calendar for all the different nights of the week and all the different streams that are happening. So Monday night is, of course, the Witcher lore cast. And then Tuesday night is Skyrim with my mom, which is a new series that I am officially doing now where I play Skyrim with my mom. And it's amazing because she's an older woman who's never played a role playing game ever. And nice. she makes all the decisions and I push the buttons and she reacts and it's hilarious. So that's what we've got going on. And there's a whole bunch of stuff every night of the week. Come hang out robots radio on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. And uh, I'd love to. Yeah, she's a very lovely woman. <laughs> Thank you, Rob, the princess. But yeah, we'll be we'll be doing that again tomorrow night. So come back and hang out with us for that. Uh, but that's what we got for tonight. And we'll see you guys next week. And until then. Stay safe on the path. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.